0: Well, on that note, um, we can start. It's a little bit after 9, and if other people join us, that's great. This is Friday, February nineteenth, two 2016, and we're in the Book Nook Room, Accessible World for Novel Ideas. And the book for tonight discussion is Bolt by Dick Francis so let's start as we usually do and
1: see what people thought about it well I'll go ahead since I've already tipped my hand I I, I thoroughly enjoyed the book I mean I, I I read I don't know I mean I've not read Dick Francis I, I must have read one book in print ages ago when I could still see to read print and I, I don't know. I was at a different stage in my life. I was a lot younger and stuff. It really didn't grab me. But I thought this was this was excellent. I really liked the the, the kit filled in character, and uh, he was he was just so competent. I'm not sure there's there's many jockeys that are five feet ten, but uh, uh, and, and as obviously, I mean they're all physically fit. I think, but I mean I got the impression he, he was a pretty. I mean he was five tens, not small, and he was obviously physically fit too. So. Uh, uh, he would have been carrying a lot a good bit of weight i would have thought but uh uh but that, that's beside the point point. he the character his character is just really competent and i like that about him he's a very capable guy and uh i thought the the the, the mystery at the end was, was pretty good cuz uh, I, I was just convinced that the uh, uh uh the the bad frenchie was was the one that was doing everything and uh i thought it was kind of i thought it was kind of neat the way the they unveiled the mystery at the end about who who was killing the horses and stuff, and 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 tied all that all, tied all that down. So, uh, yeah, yeah, a good good book, good recommendation, and I appreciate it.
2: Well, I liked it. Um, I read a streak of Dick Francis's fifteen, well, thirty years ago, and got to the point where I was burned out on him. So I thought, ah, oh, well, okay, I'll read it again, and I I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. It was. Um, uh, a typical Dick Francis it was um and and they're talking steeplechase jockeys rather than um uh, you know and and Dick Francis was a steeplechase dro- jockey for a lot of years so if he says it's 5'10 I suppose he could be 5'10 um but I I um uh, I really enjoyed it it was a nice break
3: I enjoyed it also very much but I knew I would because I'd read it before too and it I enjoyed it. Interesting. A lot of Dick Francis's main characters are jockeys like this, and they're all they all end up sort of being very confident and being being doing a lot of detective work, and that's really good. And of course, this, this gentleman was in the previous book. You might want to read that, Alan. His break in. You want to read that? Um, it, this one stands alone, but there's a little bit of carryover. I want to do that but I uh, I've read uh, just about everything I could get my hands on by Dick Francis and I have not I have not burned out on him and I'm like I'm, I think I'm going to go through them again <laughs> I I, uh, I read most of them the ones I read I read them oh gosh 30 years ago 25, 30 years ago and I read some of them even before that I read a, a few of them um, even before I graduated high school in 70 graduated in 72 so i read i've read a few of them even before that but uh i've always enjoyed them and uh, a lot of violence in dick francis books not so much in this one though not quite as much somebody always gets beat up but and you did get a little beat up but it was uh and uh yeah the uh the bad guy did did finally get his i would like to have seen him go to prison or something for that but oh well what happened happened and that was well done but yeah i, I thoroughly enjoyed it and uh they say you might want to if you like that you might want to be breaking which is which is the previous book and and had get fielding in it also
1: well i, I think but d- d- does bob askey or a i'm not sure how you pronounce bob's last name Askie or Askie. i've heard it both ways and i think he reads a lot of uh these Dick Francis' book. Does he, does he do a pretty good job? I thought Merv
3: Griffin was, uh, not Merv Griffin, but uh, Merv who read this one was was, was great. And Merwin Smith was great. He really was. Bob Askey does read a lot of them. He may have read the previous one. I think, uh, from, I, think I, remember I saw that it was him. And Bob Askey does a great job. Uh, but he, he can do, he can read almost anything. Um, so, yeah, he would come highly recommended also. And it is, He's another radio guy, and you can sure tell. Looks like Julian Gamble reads uh, Break-In. I'm not sure I've ever read
1: anything by him.
4: Matthew, and if you can possibly track down the English narrations, and Audible had them for a while, and then they switched. But Tony Britton does the best uh, on the, of the English narrations. They switched some of them to Simon Preble and whatever, but I don't know why. But um, for a while there, I, I grabbed everything that was, re- was narrated by Tony Britton.
3: I was not thoroughly impressed with Simon Preble. I've got some audio books here, some commercial audio books here, Dick Francis books here, and who is the reader on those? I have to go, I'm trying to think, it'll probably come to me later, but this guy's a very good reader also, but I was not thoroughly impressed with Simon Preble.
0: I had a hard time getting into this book, but I think a lot of that was just... Because I normally like books like this. I'd never read Dick Francis before, and... I'm not giving up on them, because I think part of it, for me, was just my mood. It's, it just, I just wasn't, I guess I just wasn't really in the mood to read. I was looking for certain genres. I was in hibernation mode for a few weeks, because we had a cold snap, and when I get into that mode, I, there are certain books that I look for and I read and I tried to read this book and I just I just had a hard time getting into it but I do want to read another Dick Francis just to see if maybe it was just uh, you know maybe I will actually enjoy another one so it but this book, I just had a really hard time getting into.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you if you find your Tony Britton, uh, the best narrator of the modern ones, especially the Felix Francis ones, is Martin Jarvis. Uh, but I, I do like uh, Bob Askey as, as a great narrator of, of Dick Francis, and I, I can't remember how many of them that Bob read. But he does a good job on a short story collection called Field of Thirteen, which is up on Bard. And that's that's good. And, and he read, I don't know, three or four others.
3: He did do a good job on, on Field of Dreams. I remember that. Yeah, and it was Martin Jarvis that I was thinking of. I like Martin Jarvis very much. And, and uh, I've not read any of the Felix Francis books yet. I, I'm anxious to see how he does. Um, interesting to see about that. I'll have to... Look into that. I, I want I, those are definitely on my on my to do list. And um, but I, I was very impressed with Martin Jarvis.
2: Well, I like the characterizations. I thought they were well done. Um, certainly, the reader did a lot to make the book. But um, there were there were good characters in there that uh, um, were, were made the book worth reading
1: yeah uh i i really liked that well i didn't like her but i, I thought that uh uh well i don't know if, was, if she was an aunt or, or what she was the one that kept wanting to stay in the bamboo room that I, i'm starting to forget the names i it, i finished it a couple of weeks ago so uh but uh she she was she was quite a character and then uh the, i, I like that o- the the older gentleman that, that ended up uh killing the bad guy that 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 was having some dementia i guess and kept it kept getting kit's name wrong I, I thought he he was he was well drawn and then and then the uh uh the other french guy that uh that kit was afraid was was having the relationship with his with his fiance he, he was good i can't remember his name either but uh yeah uh, he did a good job drawing his characters i thought uh it, it made it made it very interesting
4: yeah, yeah. It was a Maynard Ellerbeck, and then it was it Princey? But yeah, it was Aunt Beatrice? You know. And if if you get the uh, if you do get the Tony Britton version, uh, he does you know. I expect to be in the bamboo room? I always stay in the bamboo room. You know, he does all the accents and everything like that. So if you're trying to study to to uh, to do the English accents, you you couldn't go wrong with that. He does all the regional stuff, but yeah um th- there actually is a, a dick francis yahoo group doesn't get much traffic but there'll be occasional discussion on there and people will say that this was the character that they really wanted more books from they wanted more of the kit fielding and danielle um but there were only two of those and i, I don't think he ever did another uh series of books where th- there was a ca- character that was brought back except for uh sid halley the private detective
0: yeah, the characters were well done, and I liked Kit Fielding, and I thought at first I wasn't sure I liked them, but I did, and um, even the characters that weren't likable were well developed. So that was that was interesting. I see Linda's here. Linda, you want to? give your impressions, or thoughts of the book?
5: Yeah. Um, it took me a while to get into the book, and I don't know whether it was mood-related or what the deal was, but once I finally got into it, I did enjoy the book, and I agree. The characters were very well done. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I that would have been interesting to hear of the um, British narrator that you were talking about, um, but it was it was well done. The reading the reader was good, um, but I hadn't really read any of Dick Francis's other books either. It it does make me want to go back and read some other books by him. Um, <clears throat> I can't really. It's been a little bit of time since I've read it, but. Um. Yeah, even the even the bad characters were very well done. I thought.
1: Well, Mickey, thanks for pointing out the. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I guess the only my exposure to horse racing, whenever I see it, it's always you know what, what the what the, the, the big three races. I guess I guess the Kentucky Derby and the uh, the Preakness and the Belmont Stakes, and and I guess uh, uh, the the jockeys are all. I guess smaller in those because they're doing it for speed. But I mean, well, it, even with steeple chasing, though, I mean, it is a race, though. I mean, speed's involved, right? And, and, you know, they're trying to get across to the finish line fastest, even though they're jumping over stuff to get there. So uh, I, I just don't know how jockey size it, uh, it, it is, is a factor in that. But uh, hey, my, my ignorance.
2: And mine. For your assignment you can find out the sizes of, of jockeys steeplechase uh jockeys not not seriously
3: another interesting recurrence through all of most if not all of dick francis's books especially when a jockey involved which i think is most of the time the jockey has to struggle keeping his weight down it's just fascinating as i'll well get out all the time it, it's a recurring theme through the books and um he does develop his characters very, very well. Um as I say I've read many of them so I can I can I can attest to that. They they're all developed very, very well and um yeah, those are the only two books that that he wrote that uh other than the and I've forgotten about that, that um uh, have a recurring character in, in uh in both books. But um yeah, I thought Aunt Beatrice really added a lot of colour to this the really landed a lot of colour and uh, it was fun and uh, she still didn't get to that I could
0: never be a uh, jockey that's for sure (laughs) not if they have to worry so much about their weight but yeah I was surprised at that though I was surprised that Kit was 5'10 and that he was able to still be a jockey because I always thought the shorter and the lighter the better
5: yeah, that's usually how it is. Um, the only other book that I've ever read about horse racing was the book about Secretariat. Um, so, you know, this was it was uh, kind of different to read a fictional book about horse racing. And I'll tell you, in my younger days, I could have been a jock because I'm real short and I weighed about maybe 90 pounds, but... Not
4: anymore. <laughs> well, I really, I really like in a, like in a lot of DeFrancis books that, that it, well, of course, they're all connected to horse racing in some way, but the characters are, they have you know, certain professions, like there's one book where he's a photographer developing horse racing photographs or whatever, and you learn about photography in that book, and there's another book where he's... Um, there's one of it where he was a Scotsman, and he was a like a swordsman or something, or it was it was about a sword in there. Um, and then another book where he was a painter, and then and the book's not over until the main character gets grievously injured in some manner. Talk about- yeah, there's a
3: lot of violence, and usually he does get injured. Yeah, that is interesting, and, and I, the, yeah, and that's the reflex that you're thinking of. That was very good. Um, but yeah. That, and then uh there's well you know there's there's some the one where he's in doing stuff with computers and just all kinds of interesting little side things that he gets into, but again, very good plot development uh character development the guy's just a master. what's interesting about this is that when he wrote a a biography and that was done in by um uh, The uh, by the program in uh, 1968, I think it was, and Alan Hewitt read it, called "Sport of Queens," and he was, and in that he he very casually mentioned writing books. You know, I toss one over or one or two of them off a year. I don't care.
4: Yeah, yeah, that that was 1957, um, and then he, I, I believe, and then he wrote a biography of another. Uh, Lester, somebody, and it was like he was a horse racing. And of course, it doesn't mean anything to us in America. I don't. I don't believe, unless it was years ago that it meant something. But um, yeah, yeah. The, the book you mentioned, Twice Shy, that's about one of the only dated books that he has because of the computer technology talking about cassettes, about programs on cassettes.
3: Hey, you're right. I forgot about that. It does. It does date it. Uh, you're sure right. And then the reflex was, was the photographer. But those are so well done. And then then you had the, the, the banker. Uh, that was called Banker. And that was pretty good, too. That They were all just great. I, I, I've enjoyed every Dick Francis book ever read, as you can probably tell. Sounds like he must just have been a brilliant guy because he he, he
1: he does such a good job in all these books, from what you all are saying. And he, and he covers like a vast – it's not just horse racing. He covers like a bunch of other stuff. So he he obviously uh, 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 knew a lot about a lot of things. So I'm gonna have to go
3: dig some of those out and, and and read some more of his stuff.
2: Has anyone read any of Felix's books?
3: Not yet. It's on my it's on my uh, to do list. I've got all I've got them all here, and I do plan to do that because I want to compare them and see how Felix is doing. How Felix does with this, I think it'll be all right. But it'll be interesting to see. I but I can't I can't address that because I. Haven't read any of those yet, and I'm looking forward to it.
2: Well, I have found that I've I've, I've shied away from father son, father daughter. For example, I, I didn't want to read um, Alifair Burke because I didn't like James Lee Burke. Well, what a surprise! Um, so you can't really tell. So it, it'll be fun to find out which one, how the other one, how he, how Felix compares to his father.
4: Also, I've said in also have, have said in this, the Dick Francis' discussion, discussion groups that because D- Dick Francis' wife, Mary, did a lot of the research for flying finish and reflex and all these professions, that now that, that is that since she died in 2000, and uh, Dick Francis died in 2010, that th- the Felix Francis weren't quite as good. I still enjoy them, but...
2: Well... It's always um, interesting when everybody likes a book because then there's not much to discuss. It's um, we'll have a different uh, Sunday.
1: Yeah, if if, if if anybody shows up for for worlds of books and to talk about the Big Short, we I think it will be. Uh, I, well, I hope people have some stuff to say about it. We'll see.
4: Yeah, I I stopped into this one. I'd never been in this uh, room at this time before because uh, I said, oh, we're discussing a Dick Francis book. All right, well, he's one of my favorite authors. So I think I've read uh, everything. I I, I haven't read the Sid Halley books, actually, and there was one book called Trial Run about a a guy going to Moscow or whatever, and I just couldn't get into it. I don't know why, but that that one I put down.
3: That one was okay, but yeah... It probably wasn't one of the better ones. Um, the most recent one is not up. Bard hasn't done it yet, I don't think, and that's Front Runner. I have that here on audiobook, but on audio, but uh, a commercial release, but I'm waiting for Bard to put it up. I don't think they put that up yet. At least I couldn't find it there.
4: that's, it, yeah, and, then that's it, yeah, and then that's interesting because that one is a sequel or a, a companion, I guess, to. It has the same character as the book that came out last year. And I can't remember what the name of. That one was, was it? Walkover. He's a he's a race and inquiry guy. Jeff. I can't remember the the guy's the character's name. Um, and it's interesting that the that Martin Jarvis reads this one, but not the previous one.
1: Talk about, about how many. Uh, novels did did dick francis write do, y- do y'all have a clue i mean it sounds like i know matthew it sounds like you've read just about all of them uh he uh, a number come come forth uh uh
4: 40, 42 43 he, his first one dead cert came out in 62 uh his first it, not his first fiction one but as i said his Sport of queens came out five years before that but um yeah, pretty much one per year. In fact, he was pretty much commissioned by the Queen. It's like I haven't read your latest book, Mister Francis. Talk
3: about it. He was the jockey for the Queen Mother. And I did you uh, did you have a chance to read uh, Sport of Queens? I did. I wish they would make that available. But i thought Alan Hewitt did a great job on that. But uh, have, if, if you, did you were able to read that? And I wonder if they're going to pr- release that
4: again. I wish they would copy copy of audible audible, and and it's read by tony Britton, of course who who narrated most of them um yeah i wasn't aware that sport of queens was read by a bard narrator a an nls narrator
3: was but it was done in the 60s so it was um you know on hard disk at 16 rpm um that was a long time ago, so yeah, but I did have a chance to read that. It was interesting his observation about, about writing the books at that time. He just tossed it off, you know. Uh, very, very fascinating.
2: The sad thing about the R.D.s is that nobody saved them. No one thought to make a master copy and keep it. And they they got ruined, and, and uh, as did the flexible disks, so that they have nothing of any very little of any merit before um 72 when the tape started and when i heard that i thought i'd cry because there are so many good books that uh are are having to be done by other people or not done at all
4: uh, i actually i actually uh, really, uh, <laughs> and you can still still get them of course they they could have scratches or whatever you can i sent uh a list of about 10 or 12 books because i combed through looking for my favorite um uh, old narrators like ralph bell and, and and uh leon jenny and people like that and and i sent uh the library a list i said here's the books i want to read i've got a record player and they sent them
3: oh that's great yeah i, I there's some books i'd like to get a hold of on on disc and, and even uh you know, digitize them for my own uh, use, but um, that would be there's several that I'd like to get hold of, and that's really sad because so many of these people were such wonderful, wonderful readers.
4: Real, yeah, and and be real, yeah, and and be real insistent if they tell you, oh, it says TB withdrawn. Those are the 16 rpm ones. If they say, well, it's not, we don't have it. Yeah, you sometimes have to go to a supervisor and say, yep. You, you, they don't have it at the local li- at the state library, but uh, get it from the multi-state, and they have them. And it'll take just a little bit longer, but they'll they'll come through. But you do have to be insistent that that they're still around. And why do you want to read those old books? Well, old doesn't mean throw them out.
5: Talk about yeah, um, you know, you talk about <laughs> um, when our school for the blind library was closing. They were getting rid of a lot of old talking books. And my husband and his second wife were allowed to take, they got a whole bunch of books. And now I have them, they're in my attic. And I mean, he liked a lot of westerns and that kind of thing. But um, there's a book that I have, and I can't remember the author's name. But he insisted that we read it together together. And, you know, if I had the wherewithal, I would digitize it, even with the scratches and whatever, because it's called It's called She'll Never Get Off the Ground, about a woman pilot before, you know, when women weren't really pilots. Um, it was really a well-done book, but I've got so many other books up there, and there's, you know... The, I'm probably going to have to throw them out because <clears throat> the attic had some problems—not the not with uh, dampness, but a lot of dust and and stuff. Um, but man, I, I hate to throw them out, though. And if there was a way to really get them cleaned up, and if somebody would really want to take them and digitize them, that would be neat. But. You know, I don't know.
3: Well, I have the wherewithal here to do that. And I do have one of the players here also. And I have, uh, I have, actually I have two of them. I ended up with two of them. I have two of the players here. <laughs> and they they don't want them back. So I'm stuck with them. And uh, one of them got used a little bit and the other has never been uncreated, never been unboxed. It's still sealed in the box.
5: Yeah, I have it in a, I have the, uh, a player here as well. It's just to get up there and clean the, I mean, the boxes and everything up. um, There's a lot up there, and it's got to be a lot of work. And I'd need some help.
2: (laughs) Uh, I think to be on the safe side, whoever's recording this should take this part out since it's highly illegal. (laughs)
4: Oh oh any any anything that was on flexible disk by the way was because it was best sellers and they wanted to have an alternative to the cassettes so the flexible disks aren't uh, uh, anything that's collectible or anything like that but
0: Oh uh, yeah this will be edited for sure cuz we do have to watch that but um
1: It'll be out. I'm curious. Uh, I'm only, you know, I only started, came into the talking book program around uh, 2008 or so. So uh, I, I never got to use any of the. I mean, I, I, unfortunately, I had had to work with the cassette some, but uh, I, I never used any of the, uh, the the hard, you know, the either the flexible disc or the, uh, I guess, what sounds almost like. LP records. Uh, your your average book in those other those other formats. How many? Like, how big was the package that that had the book in, and how many discs were there typically in an average length book?
3: Address some of that, and you're right, Randy. That would be good to edit some of the size. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that, but you're absolutely right. Um, I remember reading um, the *On the Baskervilles*. Which was produced in 1939. It was almost a mint condition copy of the thing. On the, see, at the time, at that time, they were using 12-inch uh, discs at 33. And to put into some kind of perspective, I think "Gone with the Wind" was 83, 83 records.
2: And then after they, they, they took the uh, 33, um, they. Cut it to sixteen and two thirds, and at that point each side took oh what maybe th- a half an hour, and then they went to the uh, magazines and things went to eight and a third, and then then it was then it got to the flexible disc, and it was it was quite something. Um, I remember getting War and Peace in three cases, and the the mailman came going
3: <gasps>
2: here's your Here's your films.
3: That would be right. Um, yeah, they were um, they were twelve inch on on, on thirty three. Then they went to ten inch ten inch records for sixteen, and then uh, ten inch records for eight. Also, the flexible discs were eight inch in size. I think the sixteen rpm discs would be about. Forty-five minutes aside, roughly. Forty minutes aside, maybe.
2: Which is just what the cassettes are. were. Uh, no, they were double that.
5: I even... I, take, I took a tour of NLS, um, and I even mentioned to them that I had these uh, talking book records, and it was like they didn't even seem
2: interested in me giving to them. I had, and I don't know where, I probably still have a record from 1938 that has uh, Alexander Scorby and Dale Carter and some of these, you know, really older people doing, um, oh, somebody's at the door, oh, maybe this is my talking books I'll get to read, and then they discuss the talking book program and all that, so I, I tried to give it back to them, and they didn't want it. Was that a wax record? No, no. It was a regular 33 and a third. No, um, I think it was 33 and a third. Wow, now that's too bad, because that's something I would like to hear. Only the masters were done on wax, and Alexander Scorby said, if you make a mistake on uh, 14 minutes of the 15-minute side, you do the whole thing over again. If they peel the wax off the record and... um, Started over again.
3: Yeah, that would be... See, they would uh, they would produce um, yeah. a record w- and send it out with each machine of instructions, and that was probably the, the, mm-hmm. the early version of that. I'd love to hear that, too. And then when they did it at 16, they had a, an instruction record for that, and they also had a flexible wow. disk of in- oh, so instructional so stuff that. and then a uh, cassette with instructions. So, uh, and then the... When I read The of the Baskervilles, The Hound of Baskervilles, that was done in '39. that was Alexander Scorby. And that was on uh, 12-inch records. And say hey, about 15 minutes aside, that was about right.
4: Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the the narrator for the the instructional cassettes was a guy named Don Smith, and he did the operating instructions for the C1 cassette machine. And then that's his voice that's on the Bard books now that says this book was originally on cassette or whatever whatever he says and apparently he read those little announcements a couple of days before he actually died so that was in 2004 hi
3: right, we did digress didn't we that's very interesting i'd i'd not heard that that's very interesting Boy, we do we do digress don't we we do <laughs> and we might as well
0: Decide what we're going to do for next month. If there's nothing else to say about this book,
4: well, well, I, I, I guess I would st- stand back and let let you all decide what you would want to read. But uh, Merwin Smith uh, is is one of my favorite uh, narrators. Um, Bob Askey uh, said that um, if well, if Merwin's still alive, uh, that his his voice was going. In fact, I have. Uh, the, the what is the cassette magazines? Um, is it analog or one of those? And Marwin's voice in about 99, 1997 was getting very thin, you know. So, but it was still there. But no, he's he's reads a lot of he read a lot of spy novels and international intrigue. But a uh, really good narrator.
0: He is. He did Pillars of the Earth, and I loved it by Ken Follett. Anyway, does anybody have an? a suggestion for next month.
1: Mickey, what do you think about uh, the lock that you recommended at uh, Banquet of Books? Because I've got that on my wish list. I'm going to read it. It sure would be nice if I could knock it out for one of these book groups.
2: Oh, yeah. I think it would be appropriate. It's it's uh, kind of a mystery, kind of a... It It was a good book. It's by Steve Alton A-L-T-E-N. And it's... Um, it is uh, a uh, guy whose father calls him to Scotland to try and save his life. He's being accused of murdering someone. And the Loch Ness Monster comes into to, uh, play here. Is it, is it real? Is it somebody's idea of a joke? I mean, because people are drowning Um, is it, is it, uh, some horrible mix-up? And there's a little bit about the secret clans, and just a really good book, I thought.
1: Well, it's characterized as supernatural and horror fiction, which it sounds like, uh, it sounds more like a a mystery based on your, your description, so, and I know sometimes these NLS annotations are less than accurate, but, uh, uh, I know you said it was good, and, uh, so I was just going to throw that out there since Mickey had had suggested it for another another uh, book function we were at. So uh, uh, maybe other people have other ideas too.
0: I like the sounds of that one. That's I like books like that. And when you said that about the Loch Ness monster, I just it put a smile on my face because I remember when I was in junior high and just. Reading, about I had a fascination with all of that, with the Loch Ness monster, and then I started reading about Atlantis and the lost cities of Pompeii, and I just I was all over the place. But <clears throat> the Loch Ness monster was <laughs> a big thing with me, and so it was Bigfoot.
2: So, yeah,
0: I like the sounds of this.
2: There is some uh, speaking in Scottish it uh he does the reader does a very good job um i w- i hesitated to bring it up because I don't know the tenor of the group yet i'm mean, going twice you know i don't know what kind of books people want to read and 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 I read everything and and uh but i i thought this was an exceptionally good book. Well, we kind
1: of read just about everything, don't we? Uh, don't we, Randy? I mean, it's—I uh, mean, uh, they're all novels, but uh, it seems like we 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 cover all kind of uh, all all kind of categories and stuff. But uh, uh, and uh, I like reading something that somebody <laughs> whose opinion I value has has recommended highly. So I, I'm seldom disappointed with those kind of books, although i'm i'm often surprised and not disappointed too about stuff i've uh, authors i've never heard of that they get recommended these that's why i go to these book groups because a lot of stuff gets suggested that i that i would normally pick up and, and i end up enjoying them thoroughly
0: oh yeah we read just about everything and it doesn't matter so feel free to suggest any time and it, I think that's that's what's great about these book groups. You do read things you wouldn't ordinarily read. So this book sounds good to me. What's the DB number?
1: Okay, I was just going to say that. It's DB81330. Is that right? Yeah, DB81330. And like Mickey said, it's written by Steve Alton, A L. T-E-N. The reading time is 15 hours and 20 minutes, so it's a little bit longer than average, and it's read by John J.O.N. Huffman, H-U-F-F-M-A-N.
5: Yeah, it sounds good to me, um, and you're right. I am reading, because I'm joining different book groups, I am reading things that I normally wouldn't read. And finding out that I like them.
2: Well, that's the point. And, and I keep telling people in our group that if everyone liked the same book, it's a boring discussion. And, and it makes you read things and, and a lot of, of serendipity involved. Okay, then I guess it'll be The Lock. Is that the title? Lock, L-O-C-H, as in lake. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, sounds good to me.
2: Fantastic! I don't think I'll have to read it again. Well, that makes it easy.
0: <laughs>
2: I'm looking forward to it. I've been
0: reading a lot of British-type books, books by British authors and about that time frame, but thats I'm a Downton Abbey fan, so that's to be expected. I'm going to be in mourning after next Sunday because it'll be over. <laughs>
1: And I, 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 I'll throw out here. I, I think it's we're we'll gonna be meeting on March eighteenth. I guess it's the third Friday of March. So, uh, uh, well, good. That sounds good. Well, good. I hope. I hope. I hope the, I haven't read the book. I'm. I'm assuming I'm gonna like it too.
2: Now watch. Everybody's gonna hate it. No, I
0: don't think so. Thanks for the suggestion and thanks for coming tonight. It was a good discussion. We were all over the board and
1: it was. Enjoyable as
0: always.
2: I'm afraid I'm hooked.
1: Well, thanks everybody for their comments. I I enjoy the meeting, and Matthew and Ron, thank y'all so much for filling me in on some Dick Francis background. Uh, it's obvious we had the experts present tonight, and that's uh, that's always uh, enjoyable because uh, 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 the the backstories are what what makes these discussions so interesting and stuff. And I learned a lot about him. So uh, I'm gonna say good night, and I uh, hope everybody has a great weekend.
0: Well, Mickey, I hope you're hooked, and that you'll come back. And we'll see everybody on March
2: 18th. Bye-bye. I hope to see you before that at one of the groups.
3: I wouldn't say I was an expert, but but uh, when you enjoy an author, as I have Dick Francis, you, you tend to really uh, really get into it, and I have. And, uh, and th- that's what happens, but very, very enjoyable. This was, this was an enjoyable evening. This was great. I enjoyed this very much. Um, I'm glad everybody enjoyed it because, I, as I say, I'm guilty of it. And uh, it's good that it, that uh, that it went as well as it did. Anyway, very good. And I'll uh, I guess that's all I can
0: comment on this time. Oh yeah, I usually do make it to a couple of the groups, Mickey. I'm in and out because I just read so many different things. So you probably will see me at something.
5: Yeah, you know, I haven't been to many of the, the book groups on here, but I think I'm going to start. So, you may see me as well. Well, I think I'm going to get out of here and
0: I'll talk to you in a little bit, Linda. All right. Take care. Bye, everybody.